Hello and welcome to the Collapse Experiment, where I'm still uh, getting things going here. I think I've got everything running properly for the podcast segment and this live stream, of course. Sometimes you have to do things backwards. It happens when you're lextistic like I am. That's a that's a joke. It's it's not really dyslexic. Get it? Ha ha ha. Okay, so to get to the news and away from my bad jokes, <clears throat> yes, Matt Taibbi was, uh, <clears throat> okay, Jim Jordan demands docs after IRS attempt to intimidate journalist Matt Taibbi during government weaponization hearing? Really? It's almost like they're doing the same thing that's being investigated. And there's going to be 87,000 more of these people running around. Yeah, that uh, that makes me feel all warm and uh, squishy inside. I, I feel a lot of comfort knowing this. So, yeah. Um, sometimes hubris and self-delusion just goes too far. Okay, it's been 11 years since Lewis Lerner presided over and then apologized for the IRS targeting conservatives during the 2012 election. Really? Yeah, so that was uh, that was just over a decade ago. Does any, again, short-term memory much? Like, what the heck is going on here? But her inappropriate and error of judgment. Error of judgment? No. Uh, Miss Lerner, you're... You, there's several words I could use for you, and I'm pretty sure that all of them would get me flagged on YouTube. So if you can think of any of these words, that applies to her. Uh, may have just turned up to an 11 as during the day <clears throat> when independent journalist Matt Taibbi was in Washington, D.C., delivering testimony to the select subcommittee on the weaponization of the federal government on March 9th, an IRS agent visited his home in New Jersey. That's great timing. Who was the one that thought this was a, a fabulous idea? I don't know. Leaving a note demanding he contact the agency within four days. Uh-huh. So you're just going to go to somebody's house and leave a note and it's like, hey, you better contact us because April 15th hasn't even happened yet. What is wrong with these people? <clears throat> well, Matt Taibbi and I were testifying before Congress on the weaponization of federal government and IRS agents showed up at his house. What an amazing coincidence. Yeah. Uh, as the, uh, and Elon Musk is, of course, sharing this on Twitter because he seems to be the only person that's really pushing this knowledge out there towards the public. I try to do my part, but there's only so much that I can do. As the Wall Street Journal reports, Mr. Taibbi was told in a call with the agent that both his 2018 and 2021 tax returns had been rejected owing to concerns over <clears throat> identity theft. Identity theft. So how, how does that affect him? Why don't you do your job and find out who's stealing his identity and go arrest those people. Why is his tax returns being rejected? 
That makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. And uh, 2018, didn't you already accept those tax returns? So now you can just go back and be like, oh, oh, oh no, wait, we, we, we found something else. Yeah, this is complete BS. And if we can't trust the IRS to say that this return has been accepted, what what can we do a after that point? Because obviously uh, this is going to be a bigger issue than uh, what what is already here now. It's like, oh, we can go back five years. And yeah, we accepted it then, but we're denying it now. <clears throat> the journalist has provided House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan's committee with the documentation showing his 2018 return had been electronically accepted. And he says the IRS never notified him or his accountants of a problem after he filed that 2018 return more than four and a half years ago. Yeah, don't say you accepted something if you're going to renege on it. He says the IRS initially rejected his 2021 return, which he later refiled and was rejected again, even though Mr. Taibbi says his accountants refiled it with an IRS-provided PIN number. Gee, I wonder what the problem here is. If they just keep rejecting your return... Now, see, here's the funny thing. There was a meme... I know memes tend to be stupid, but they also tend to be little nuggets of wisdom... Uh, there was a meme going around that said, uh, uh, it was the person filing their taxes that said, uh, do you know how much I owe? And the IRS said, yes. Can you tell me? No, you have to figure it out. Well, what if I'm wrong? You go to jail. Okay. But you're not going to tell me. Nope. So yeah, this is another situation of, uh, we know how much you owe, but it is your responsibility to figure that out. What the hell are we paying you for? You sound like the most useless, possibly the most useless department in the entire federal government because you're having other people do your work for you and then you try to catch them for not doing your work correctly? Does this make any sense to anyone? Mr. Taibbi notes that in neither case was the issue monetary and that the IRS owes him a considerable sum. Huh, good for him. Good luck getting that money, though. <clears throat> the bigger question on everyone's mind is simple. When did the IRS dispatch agents for surprise house calls? Uh, this is the new $80 billion budget being well spent to send a message to a reporter telling the truth. Yeah, the confidential timing of his unannounced IRS agent visit prompted Rep Representative Jordan to write the IRS Commissioner Daniel Werfel and Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen demanding answers in light of the hostile reaction to Mr. Taibbi's reporting among left-wing activists and the IRS's history as a tool of government abuse. Just slightly. The IRS's action could be interpreted as an attempt to intimidate a witness before Congress. Arrest that agent. I Come on, do the right thing. Arrest him and whoever told him to do that. Because you're messing with Congress now. We expect your full cooperation with our inquiry. And I would hope for some handcuffs. 
Jordan added that the circumstances are incredible and demanded a careful explanation by the committee to determine whether the visit was a thinly veiled attempt to influence or intimidate a witness before Congress. Yeah, yeah, it was. It, it is. That's, that's exactly what this is. Okay, so he's also demanding the IRS and Treasury provide the filing documents and information, all documents and communications referring or related to the IRS's field visit to the residence of Matthew Taibbi. <laughs> all documents and communications between or among the IRS, Treasury Department, and any and other executive branch entity referring or relating to Matt Taibbi. All documents and communication. They're going to say this is like a matter of national security and not hand any of this crap over. I almost guarantee it. <clears throat> Yellen and Werfel were given until April 10th to comply. I Move that to the 15th. They have until the 15th. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> April 15th. Do it or, you know, get a visit. Uh, with this arrogant show of disdain for democracy, this clear and present danger exposed of government agency weaponization at its very apex, be the Alonzo Harris undoing of untouchable Democratic Party grip or power on power. Uh, we will have to wait and see if Representative Jordan's demands for documents are met. Oh, and they have a scribbed copy of, uh, scribbed, that's... It's a nice little app on here for documents that shows the request for said documents. And uh, I really hope he falls through on this. This is completely insane. Now, they're talking about the FBI, Department of Home. They're talking about all these things, these groups that were involved with Twitter. This is mostly about the uh, Twitter files. And uh, here the IRS steps in. It's like, hey, we're not mentioning that. <clears throat> Let's just do the exact same thing these other groups are doing. So, yeah. Um, let's see here. There are two more. Actually, three. Three more that I want to uh, go over. This one has to do with the CB, Central Bank Digital Currency. And... Uh, Federal Reserve announces July launching for a the FedNow service. FedNow. Yeah, it's Chicago. The Federal Reserve announced that the FedNow service will start operating in July and provide details on preparations for launch. This is like the if if a central bank digital currency needed a platform to run on. This is the train tracks being laid for how that's going to work. And they're going to make certain regulations and policies to where every bank, every credit union is going to have to work through FedNow and accept this central bank digital currency in which they use your money to spy on you and possibly shut you down. You're talking about certain things they don't like you to discuss with other people or on the Internet <clears throat> like... Um, this this place here now where we're having a nice conversation the first week of april the federal reserve will begin the formal certification of participants for the launch of the service early adopters will complete a customer testing and certification program informed by feedback from the FedNow pilot program to prepare for sending live transactions through the system 
Certification encompasses a comprehensive testing curriculum with defined expectations for operational readiness and network experience. In June, the Federal Reserve and certified participants will conduct production validation activities to confirm readiness for the July launch. Yeah, so this is the program that is being instituted, and this will um, this will end up going nationwide. I can guarantee that about the Fed now service. The Fed now banks are developing the Fed now service to facilitate nationwide reach of instant payment services by financial institutions, regardless of size or geographic location. Around the clock. Every day of the year, through the financial institutions participating in the FedNow service, businesses and individuals will be able to send and receive instant payments at any time of day, and recipients will have full access to funds immediately, unless we tell them otherwise, because you said wrong thing on Twitter giving them greater flexibility to manage their money and make time sensitive payments. Or stop time-sensitive payments because you're honking the horn of a truck in the Capitol while protesting. <clears throat> Access will be provided through the Federal Reserve's FedLine network, which serves more than 10,000 financial institutions directly or through their agents. For more information, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, this is what they're rolling out. This is happening. So don't be delusional. I mean, you can still go out. They're already trying to destroy the, uh, uh, like, Bitcoin, stuff like that, right? They're already trying to f destroy all these other digital forms of currency. Uh, however, they're also going to go after other things, too. And Roosevelt already did that back in 1933 when he stole the gold and silver of, uh, he made gold illegal. I think silver was still like in the form of currency, but that was about it. And uh, yeah, they're going to go after other things as well. So they're going to destroy Bitcoin and uh, all the other digital currencies uh, to roll this thing out so that you're solely dependent on it. And it's pretty much the same thing, except they can track it, tax it, do whatever the hell they want with it, stop it, delete it. Yeah, because I want my, my money in the hands of somebody that can press a button and make sure that it just poof, disappears if, if I say wrong thing. Yeah. U.S. expert panel to meet to determine which adverse events... Uh, <clears throat> the jab causes. Yeah, I'm going there. This is a test run just to see like what the hell will happen. <clears throat> this is through the Epoch Times, a group of U.S. experts sent to meet soon as part of a project to determine which adverse events the jab might have caused. The National Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine has appointed a committee on the relationship between the the jab and specific adverse events that have occurred after uh, receiving said jab, uh, including infertility and uh, sudden no longer hearism. Yeah. The committee's process includes establishing methods, reviewing literature, uh, drawing conclusions, and preparing a report. Yay. I really hope Fauci doesn't make some phone calls to say like, I want this report to go in this way so that when I have to go 
go before Congress. I can show them the study. Yeah, we, we already know how that went. The committee will make conclusions about the causal association between jabs and specific adverse events. While their work is funded by the U.S., by, by the CDC, <clears throat> the, the same organization that wrote that other really bad report that Fauci used early on to say that uh, this didn't come from that place over in uh, Pooh Land, if you know what I mean. Yeah, um, it, it's being funded by the CDC and the U.S. Department of Health and the HHS, Health and Human Services. Because that's, that's always a great sign. The sponsors will not be able to examine the report before it is published to the public. So they say. Uh, what, is meant, what that means is that if a sponsor doesn't like what the committee has to say, the conclusion of the committee, the sponsors can't prevent the report from being made public. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll go back to that in the future to see uh, what exactly happens. This is a very powerful tool that we have. Yeah, except uh, all these organizations are run by tools. So, uh, The CDC official told panel members recently that the CDC would help members locate studies and stat data from the agency. We very much value our expertise and your independence. No, you don't. Uh, we look forward to working with you. No, no, you don't. Uh, look forward to seeing the results of your findings. Wow. Uh, this guy is probably putting in his uh, retirement notice. Uh, Dr. Tom Shimabukuro. Shima, Shima Bukuro. Huh. Uh, the upcoming meeting will be held on, uh, March 27th and the 31st, uh, yada, yada, yada. Your conclusions will help inform injury compensation recommendations. That's a shit ton of money. Uh, and decisions when assessing whether specific adverse events are casually associated with the jab. <clears throat> wow. Okay, so they're going to be... Responsible for compensation recommendations. Interesting. Um, yeah, how much is it worth for uh, a woman who can no longer bear children? Or uh, what do you compensate for somebody who's six feet under now? Yeah, what, what is the compensation? What is the current value of a human life? Let's let's determine that. What What monetary amount do you put to that? Oh, yeah. And uh, Zelensky admits, yada, 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 Russian submarines. Uh, okay, so, oh, here's the, uh, here's one of the final stories that I wanted to cover on here. This is interesting. So, FBI seized $40,000 a couple held in the deposit box two years ago but won't say why and won't return their cash. It's because they're thieves. They're jealous of the IRS doing this all the time. Uh, the FBI seized a couple savings in a deposit box. Linda Martin said the agency had never explained why it's still holding her $40,000. She and her husband have filed a lawsuit in conjunction with the Nonprofit Institute for Justice. 
I'm getting tired of these pop-ups. Linda and Reggie Martin had their savings seized by the FBI from a deposit box uh, March of 2021. Two years later, the agency won't explain why it's holding their money. Agents raided the Beverly Hills, California branch of U.S. private vaults and seized more than $86 million in cash as well as jewelry and gold. From 1,400 safe deposit boxes held by hundreds of people who were not suspected of any crimes. Um, I just reading that there, I I can point the finger at who the criminal is in this situation. Don't we don't we have a an amendment about illegal search and seizure? I I believe this is a clear violation of that. According to court documents previously seen by Insider, the couple were keeping $40,000 in cash in their box and only found out about the raid on local news. <clears throat> yeah, so we stole your money. We're not going to notify you because it's ours now. The FBI took my savings nearly two years ago and has never told me why. It's been a confusing and frustrating process from the day my money was taken. No one should have have to go through this. No, no, they shouldn't. Um, this was a bank robbery, and the people who robbed the bank had badges. It's, it's as simple as that. The Institute for Justice, who's re who is representing Martin in a class action lawsuit, said they were just supposed to identify owners so they could claim their property, but the FBI instead acted on its month-old plan to search and try to forfeit the contents of any box worth more than... Five th is it illegal to have more than $5,000 in cash? Is that illegal? Now, I know you couldn't get on a plane with more than $10,000 in cash, and then they lowered that to $8,000 because people were carrying $10,000 in cash. Um, yeah, so when did it become illegal to save your money? Months after the raid, the FBI sent forfeiture notices telling hundreds of box holders, including Martin, that the government wanted to take their property forever, even though they were not named in an indictment against the company. That's still called theft. Linda Martin was left utterly bewildered. Her, uh, her press release, her lawsuit filed on March 7th and reviewed by Insider, accused the FBI of violating the Fifth Amendment, which requires the government to provide specific factual and legal reasons for forfeiture. Yeah, we, we don't do that anymore. Um, Biden's president? I, I don't know what the hell happened in this country, but uh, it's not good. Bob Belden, a lawyer with the Institute of Justice, said the government shouldn't get to take your property if it can't tell you what you did wrong. Yeah. Using civil forfeiture, the government decides for itself whether to take and try to keep property even when it doesn't suspect the owners of any crime. Yeah, that's that's a constitutional violation right there, buddy. Sorry, I, I think you just lost all authority in your position. So uh, that's awesome. He added that the FBI sends copy and paste forfeiture notices that fail to tell owners anything about why it is trying to take their property. That's not only wrong, it's unconstitutional. <clears throat> A lawsuit filed in May last uh, year on behalf of several U.S. private vaults customers 
accused the FBI of lying about its intentions with the raid. Ultimately, the lure of civil for forfeiture uh, turned these federal cops into robbers. Uh, the complaint stopped the FBI's forfeiture proceedings against the renters named on the lawsuit. The judge declared that the FBI's notices were anemic and that the agency should notify the renters of their factual basis for seizure and specific statutory um, statutory provision allegedly violated, which there doesn't appear to be any. But in September, District Court Judge uh, R. Gary Klausner ruled the federal agents who raided the branch did not violate search and seizure laws. Well, Klausner, you are fired. You need to pack up your shit and leave the bench. Like, you have no business being there whatsoever. You're inept and you're a horrible human being. Um, I, I believe you should just be living on skid row at this point because you suck at your job. U.S. private vault shut down following uh, the Beverly Hills raid and pleaded guilty to conspiracy to launder drug money? Okay, so what does that have to do with the people who are... So if a bank is laundering drug money, which the U.S. loves to do, okay, let's, let's not kid ourselves here. There's a reason why the opium fields opened back up after we invaded Afghanistan. The Taliban completely killed that industry. And then all of a sudden, U.S. soldiers are out there guarding it with their AR-15s. Um, yeah, so clearly we love laundering drug money. We absolutely love it. The CIA thrives on it. And yet, if you have a vault, a safe deposit box that you rent and you pay for, and the bank is found to be doing this activity, which is sanctioned by the federal government... Um, they get their stuff seized? No. Who says that they're... No. No. Uh, so if you go to a car wash that is run by, I don't know, some dude named Heisenberg, and he's using that car wash to launder meth money, drug money, through said car wash, and you drive your car wa car through that car wash, you're, you're also involved in that crime because you're using their services. Weird. That's a weird way to put it. The FBI declined the comment to Insider. I wonder why. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's interesting. Unless they can figure out why these people who saved up $40,000 of their hard-earned money are somehow laundering money, uh, give their shit back, you assholes. Uh, speaking of uh, people who... Uh, Ah, this topic. So there was another recent uh, mass event at a Catholic school. I went to Catholic schools growing up. Um, not really the... the mm, I think I received a better education than I would have if I had gone to the public schools because I hung out with public school kids as well growing up and uh, I was kind of surprised at the things they didn't know about. But... Um, the situation with the woman, I, I find it fascinating that the mainstream media is referring to this person as a woman who identified as a man uh, who went into this building and decided to delete people off the planet. Uh, they're also 
also in accordance to uh, certain uh, social norms, they're dead naming this person, which I find completely. Inter- it's almost like if you're a horrible human being, those social norms that they're trying to create do not apply to that person. Should they? No. Uh, I'm also surprised that they're not saying like, wow, finally, we've got one that identifies as part of us. It's not just, uh, I don't know, Asian, white, black men. It's now, (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Was this person trying to become the greatest um, mass deleter uh, of people uh, who identifies as something else? I, I I don't know. I don't know how any of this stuff works anymore. I find the articles that I, about this situation amusing because if they had done this at any other time, if it was Caitlyn Jenner, if it was any other person of the year, perhaps, um, that was being brought up and they were not using the correct uh, gender to describe them, there'd be a complete uproar. But for some reason, in this situation, everything's fine. We're, ju- we're just going to go with like what is actually was the norm like 10 years ago. That's, that's how we're going to do this story. Overall, uh, it's a horrible situation. Uh, I also found it uh, somewhat amusing that the butt stock on the AR-15 that is um, shown to be owned by this person has a, uh, let's see here, what do they call that? The It's not a bump stock, it's a um, pistol forearm. The, the thing that the AR, the, the ATF is trying to go after. I find it amusing that she had one of those on there. I don't know why. I just, it's kind of convenient that this happened, that not only did this happen, the type of person who perpetrated it, and then the weapon that was used, and what they decided to put at the end of that rifle. I find that to be fascinating. So yeah, do I think this is going to be used to implement something? Hells yes. Uh, do I think that Joe Biden and the Democrats that are currently in office are going to start pushing bills for certain things? Yeah, I do. <clears throat> and of course, this event happens, what, a week after NPR does a story on the LGBT community embracing their gun rights and going to gun ranges and they're having like these diversity days at certain gun clubs And these people are coming in and they're being themselves and they're discharging firearms at the range and they're enjoying themselves and they're learning how to protect themselves. And NPR and the the liberals out there are like, this is a good thing. We think they should be able to protect themselves while ignoring the fact that the rest of the United States has that same ability to do so and that constitutional right as well. They completely ignore all that. For this event to happen a week after that story breaks and all of a sudden there's probably a a shift, a push when it comes to the left to say that like, yeah, you know, gun rights are kind of a good thing. And then this person commits this act, this particular one. 
And not only does she commit this act, but she apparently was pissed off about some law that took place in Tennessee. Did our public school system fail this person enough to not realize that there's 50 other states? There's 50 states total. This one decided they're going to pass a law that you don't like. You have 49 others that you can move to if you don't like it. You don't have to stay in Tennessee. But no, she decides, he decides, they decide. I don't know what the hell they are now, uh, aside from dead. But uh, this person decided to do this act instead. While using a rifle that the ATF is trying to declare illegal because it has something on it. And going to a conservative school and uh, deleting certain people from there for no reason. Really, no reason whatsoever. This person does not have a good excuse, a good reason. I don't care what the hell is in the manifesto. Um, I hope this person is rotting in Hades, okay? So, um, having said that, do not be surprised if all of a sudden Joe Biden and a bunch of other people are saying, we need to do something about this because even the people that we love the most are doing these heinous acts. They, they must be possessed by the guns while they're being protected by guns. Keep on typing.